Hello, I'm Hannah Bushbaum, co-founder of The W Source. You're listening to The W Wisdom Series. The W Source is an exclusive network of female professionals and service providers who are interested in growing their referral network and their businesses. The Wisdom Series is a forum to hear from the experts within our membership. To learn more about how you can benefit from connecting with professional women across the nation, visit thewsource.com. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're doing well. Today, we are joined by Lindsay Carnett, and I am so thrilled to have her present today. Not only is Lindsay a member of the Conejo Valley chapter, but she's also CEO and President of Marketing Maven, a bi-coastal integrated marketing firm specializing in public relations, social media marketing, influencer marketing, market research, and creative services. This is their 10th year in business, and most recently they were named to the 2018 and 2017 Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing privately held companies in America. And they are also have been so key in helping the W Source get our name out in social media. And really, we cannot thank you enough. Lindsay, welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, Lindsay, as part of this experience, I'd love for the W Source Network to hear a bit about you and um, our relationship and how you found the W Source. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions? Sure. Okay, first, share with us how you came to be a member of the W Source. We'd love to hear your story. Sure. Um, I have known Christina Lindsay um, all my life, and she's a uh, CFP um, at Lindsay and Lindsay Wealth Management. The name is just a coincidence. And um, she reached out and um, said, hey, would you be interested in joining this group? And I said, yes, I'll check it out. And it's been really good for me so far. Fantastic. What's something you've learned since joining the W Source? I learned a lot about real estate statistics. So um, usually there's somebody from the group that gives an update. And I got to hear from Karen Lindsay, who's a realtor. Um, and so the Century 21 real estate stats from their economists, she shared with us on slides. And um, I, I found those to be very helpful um, just in terms of key economic indicators that are happening right now in our in, in the U.S. That's great. I love that. And what's your favorite way to connect for your monthly one-on-one -on -one or to build a deeper relationship when you're out in the community talking to your members, the other members? Um, I usually have coffee before the meeting, so it works out really nicely so we can, you know, just kill two birds with one stone is like go to coffee somewhere before my meeting and then just go to the meeting together after. That's brilliant. I actually, uh, I hadn't heard this. This isn't prepared and the idea is that it's really live. I actually really love that because all of us are so busy, but I do block, you know, the day of our meeting off for yeah. any other appointments. So that's really smart. I'm actually going to do that. Uh, Grace, if you're on this line, let's meet for coffee before our next, uh, <laughs> next first meeting. I love that. That's great. Well, thank you, Lindsay. I'd like to turn the rest of the episode up to you. You've prepared some fantastic wisdom about LinkedIn marketing that I think we can all really use. I hear from our members all the time that LinkedIn is a great tool or they like the idea, but it's just overwhelming. And sometimes it cannot be as user intuitive as we'd like it to be. But I've noticed even when I search my own name, it's the second list that comes up right away. And I know that it's out there and I'm sure you can tear mine to shreds. So I'm really excited to have you share um, everyone, once again, don't forget to log into your LinkedIn profile. This is going to be workshop format. So we want you to be there, even if it's on your phone or on another side of the screen, um, so that Lindsay can really give you the best 
um, way to get more revenue from your LinkedIn marketing. All right, Lindsay, let's see if yes. I can get you access. So I became a LinkedIn believer when I made my first $100,000 off of a LinkedIn connection. So um, let's just start with that. Um, LinkedIn is a really great tool for building up connections. And um, I mean, I'm going to walk you through your LinkedIn profile that um, my goal is to get you up to all-star status. Our agenda is how to build and optimize LinkedIn profile, how to connect on LinkedIn, really what's the protocol, um, what's the etiquette, because there is an etiquette, how to post and engage on LinkedIn, so it's not the same as Facebook, you don't like everything, um, and then how to find groups on LinkedIn too, and then we'll do some Q&A after. So first step, log into your LinkedIn account. So username, password, and then log in. And LinkedIn, you can find anybody. So I actually use LinkedIn when I'm going to meet somebody for the first time for a business meeting. I'll look them up on LinkedIn. I'll read about what college they went to. I'll read about what volunteer organizations they support. Um, I'll read about their past work experience, and I'll look and see um, who I'm connected with that we have as a mutual contact. That way, you automatically have some speaking points. So um, this is Liam Neeson. I don't know who you are, but I will look you up on LinkedIn, and I will find you because almost everybody professionals on LinkedIn. So this is where you want to be, and you definitely want your profile to look good. Uh, premium versus LinkedIn, a regular LinkedIn account. Um, this is really paid versus unpaid. I recommend paying for a LinkedIn account um, for a premium one because you do have um, something called in-mail messages where you can reach out to somebody who you wouldn't, who you're not connected with. So this could be somebody strategic that you want to be doing business with, um, and you reach out to them in a professional way, not in a spammy way. Um, so that is some of the features. You get 15 in-mail messages. Um, you get insights as to who's looked at your profile. Um, you can take video courses and um, unlimited people browsing and also some career insights. So I love this for networking. Um, next, we have um, LinkedIn for sales. So this is, if you are in sales, you can get 20 in-mail messages, you have sales insights, also you can see who viewed your profile, and then you also have your lead recommendations and your saved leads. Um, and then there's something called Lead Builder as well. So if you are in sales, this would definitely make sense for you to participate in. The next part purpose is using LinkedIn for recruiting. So this is kind of a double-edged sword because if you are an owner of a business, your people can also get recruited too, which is painful when that happens. Um, but you can also be looking out on who you want to recruit too. So um, I took somebody from a competitor agency, but I have also had a competitor agency take somebody from me. So um, really on LinkedIn, people are fair game. And so you have the ability to um, send 30 in-mail messages here. Um, you can do some integrated hiring, look at who has viewed your profile, um, and then have candidate tracking as well. So again, a good tool. So on your profile, you do want to make sure, um, so obviously you have your name, and then under that is some sort of title. So yours could be um, 
financial expert, or um, if you're a brand manager, you could say a brand enthusiast, or um, uh, top realtor, or whatever your vertical is. Um, it is good to have your title at the company that you're at, but it's also important to say the industry that you're in too. Um, so this helps connections identify you. And you can almost think of this too as terms that will come up in a keyword search. So you can search somebody by role, you could search somebody by um, the, the, that keyword. So if it's in your title or in the subheader underneath your name, then you're more likely to pop up. So if somebody is searching for a CFP, somebody searching for um, investment advisor, wealth management, et cetera, um, you do want to use a professional photo where you can see your face clearly. Um, I have had some of my clients say, oh, I don't want to use my photo because you know, people are weird on the internet. And um, I said, yeah, but by not having a photo, you look like the weird one. So um, you do want to have a photo and um, it, it helps people trust you. So you will be more trustworthy with a photo of yourself. Um, next up, we have um, going into the profile a little bit more. Okay. So you do want to have a summary. So you want to make sure that your summary is keyword rich. Um, you can keep your summary in first person and say, I am this type of professional. I do this. I help my clients do this. I'm known for this, et cetera. Um, it seems more personal that way. Um, and you can also include your contact details in this section if you like um, or instructions on how you want people to contact you. So you can say, the best way to reach me is lindsay at marketingmaven.com, or the best way to call me, you know, the, the best way to get in touch with me is via phone at this number. Um, or you can only include it in the contact section, that's fine. But if you are, you know, a sales professional, it would behoove you to have it in this section as well as the contact section. Um, you do want to have uploaded uh, videos that are relatively recent and professional, and also any sort of um, articles that you've written, maybe you've done a byline article or you've been published somewhere, you have the opportunity to upload it in this section. Um, so it's almost the first thing that somebody sees. So they see your name, your, your photo, your name, your title, um, just the first person description of yourself, and then beneath that you have the video content or the published articles. Um, and then you also have um, the contact information that appears on the side of your profile, and you can also link up your social media handles too. Um, I recommend doing this only if they're professional. If they aren't, leave them off. <laughs> All right, so here's what some of the videos could look like. Um, so this is one of uh, me talking about Hispanic marketing. Um, and it's really easy to do. You want to have these videos ideally uploaded already to YouTube, so you can just copy and paste that YouTube link into this video section. Um, so you can browse for the file if you have the, the actual file on your computer too. So upload, link to media, link to media is just that URL, or if you wrote an article, you can actually copy and paste that link to the article that you wrote. So super easy to do. Um, inexperience, um, be precise in your past experience and use your current role. Um, don't be afraid to use detail. It's actually better if you have a, full, a few bullet points than if you just have one sentence. Um, and speak directly to your target audience. So 
Um, you do want to make sure that you have your the company that you are at linked up on here too. So you want to it'll um, it'll show the name the company names once you start typing it in, and you'll want to click on it. And this is also the reason too why you want to make sure your business has a um, a corporate LinkedIn profile. So we're all only talking about your personal profile today, but on your personal profile, you can see this one right here. It says IMM management, and it just shows a blank uh, gray square, and it doesn't look that legitimate. Beneath it, there's Goldman Sachs, and that links directly to the Goldman Sachs profile, and that looks very, very legit. Same thing with the Small Business Development Center, SBDC. That one has a LinkedIn profile, and you can see how much nicer it looks than the one with just a gray box. So certifications and organizations. This is another way that people are going to be able to find you. If you think of LinkedIn as its own search engine, then you'll realize how important this section is. Um, so for example, if you're going to put WSource, if you're a WSource uh, member, this is where you put it in the organization section. So if somebody's looking up on LinkedIn, WSource, they can find all the WSource members. Um, this helps you um, really look more legitimate. Your certifications, people could be looking to find you just for that certification. Um, we have a really unique certification called the 8A certification, and it's we're doing government contracting. And a lot of people are looking for companies with 8A certifications, and it's really hard to find them. But the fact that I included this underneath my name as part of my title um, as 8A certified is going to help me in this, and I have it in the certification section. And this is strategically placed there for that reason. So moving on to skills and education, this is another area that is like a great big search engine. So you want to get endorsements for skills that fit what you do. So for me, it's marketing strategy, it's um, digital marketing, it's public relations, it's um, copywriting, it's um, SEO. So those terms are terms that are populated um, with, with my profile. So if you are you know, in, in the finance world, it could be um, financial planning, uh, wealth management, um, IRAs, um, 401ks, et cetera. So you want to make sure that those words are populated and then you have the endorsements from people who you're connected with. Education, you can choose to put your years or not but definitely link up with the college that you went to um, because of the same reasons I mentioned for linking up with, the, um, with the, the company that you've been at as well or that you're at currently. Connections and interests, this is where people get to learn about you as a person. So um, this is looking at, all right, well, what do we have in common? We're both um, USC grads or we're both um, part of this um, this we're both part of W source or we're we both like water skiing or snowboarding or whatever so that is really some of the research that I do before I meet with people to see like okay are they also soccer players and then I can find out okay which college did you play at and then we have something in common um, so uh, this is the actual feed so your news feed where you are posting content so you want to go to um, look at see what the latest discussions are so that you can join the discussion. 
And this is, for example, the WSource LinkedIn page. Honors and awards, you definitely want to put that. If you could say um, 40 under 40 award or um, Inc. 5000 or whatever that is, list your accolades here. Your languages, same thing, English and Spanish or whatever your foreign languages causes. This could be like, um, you know, Children's Hospital Los Angeles, I volunteer there, um, or the food bank or whatever it is, and your interest too. So skiing, working out, going to the beach, whatever. And then recommendations. Um, this is really, really important. I think this oftentimes gets overlooked, but you do want to ask for recommendations from people that you're connected with. And you'll pair those recommendations with the uh, job that you had. So you want to just make sure that you have recommendations for each role that you've had throughout your career. So you could have you know, if you're at one place two years ago, get one person from there. If you're at a different place five years ago, get one person from there who can talk about the work that you did for that organization. I, I always look at people's um, LinkedIn recommendations. All right, so here's how to connect. There is a protocol um, because there are a lot of spammy messages. So do personalize your, link, your connection request. So you could say, um, Hi, um, I heard you speak at the, you know, on the WSource um, webinar for the Wisdom Series, and I'm hoping that we can connect. Um, so that would be explaining why. I think that we might be able to refer each other some business. Um, you do want to respond promptly to messages. I have LinkedIn set up as an app on my phone, and I get notifications all the time if somebody's requested to connect with me, and then I'll either confirm or reject. Um, and then I will also, if somebody sends me a note, um, I was mentioning Gahana earlier that we had a big travel trade show this weekend and we had almost 200 press check in and a lot of the press connected with me on LinkedIn and sent me a note and then I was able to send them a note back and um, that's a quick way to get a relationship going with, with somebody new that you meet. Um, you want to keep your messages relatively short, so a, really a few sentences through, um, through LinkedIn. And then the goal is get that conversation off of LinkedIn onto email or over the phone because that's where you're going to take it to the next level. So I always try and transition my LinkedIn conversations over to email, then set up a call, and then get to know each other that way. Um, it also makes sense to introduce relevant connections to each other. I get a lot of calls from people in my network that say, oh, Lindsay, I saw that you're connected to so-and-so on LinkedIn. Would you be able to make an introduction for me? And you can request an introduction through LinkedIn. So um, Nuche could say, hi, I'd like to get an introduction to Hana. And I could say, you know, I could just introduce them via LinkedIn. But it would be better if uh, Nuche called me and said, hey, um, here's why I want to get connected to Hana and here's how it would benefit me. So maybe you could say this in your introduction. So I would just take it one step further if that's really somebody that you really, really care about getting introduced to. Um, don't send spammy messages. Um, don't ask people that you don't know for recommendations. Like if they've never worked with you, then you're like, hey, could you recommend me? So of course they're not gonna do that. Um, also don't be creepy and say, oh, I saw that you viewed my profile. Um, you can see, which people from which companies are looking at your profile, but doesn't mean that you should say, hey, I saw that you looked at me on a Friday evening. 
Um, and don't be offended if your connection re, uh, request is, is denied. Um, and definitely don't accept every invitation request. There are a lot of spammers out there. Um, there's a lot of people that are using this internationally too, so just use discretion on who you accept and who you don't. Um, this is yeah, a step-by-step yeah, step process. Oh, yeah? I, I was just going to add that I, from a personal standpoint, I not only as a co-founder of the WSource, I'm also a financial advisor. So I come up and double the searches and yeah. I get probably 15 requests a day saying someone can help me change my life or grow my business or sell me yeah. a cake. So I think the personalized thing is really important. And there's a lot of people out there that are just trying to get you on a database list and spam you information. But I think those are really good Correct. tips. Yes. Use caution like everything in life. Um, all right, so here's the step-by-step -step process of connecting. Um, you can, in your network, you will have people that are, that populate, um, that says, oh, you know these people, or these people might be good for you to connect with. You hit a connect button, and then you can send the personal message. So this is like, hi, Vivian, how are you? I'd like to add you to my professional network on LinkedIn so we can connect um, about how to use LinkedIn for your program. Um, so you can personalize your note right there. It will auto-populate a note just saying like, oh, I'm interested in adding you as a connection, but revise it and turn it into something personal. All right, so here's how to post and engage. Um, just know that when you post something, it goes out there, but also when you like somebody else's thing, it shows up as you like that thing. So it's not like Facebook that you're gonna be liking 20 things in a period of 30 minutes, don't do that at all because you're gonna look like a spammer on LinkedIn. Maybe like one or two things a day, um, but make sure they're really, really on brand for you that if you are you know, a financial planner, make sure it's financially related. Don't go liking somebody's uh, you know, dinner recipe. Um, it Just make sure it's on brand for you because it's gonna show up as something that you liked. So if Hannah liked a bunch of, um, I don't know, a bunch of political articles and a bunch of recipes, and I go to look at her profile, I can look at recent activity and see what she's interested in and what she's actually liking. So it's, it's kind of an open book, so don't just like everything. Um, personally, if, if do... Lindsay, can I ask a uh -huh. question? Yeah. If, if I want to take back a like that I don't like anything, something and I want to change my history, is that is it irrevocable or can you can you go in and I have it? I have accidentally liked certain stuff and I have unliked it, but I don't know if it still shows up on my feed or not. I'd, I'd have to double check that and see if it <laughs> erases it from my feed or if there's still a record of what I liked. Um, so I'm pretty yeah, sure I like every puppy video that comes across social media. So I'm going to have to go in and check yeah. that and make sure. <laughs> yeah. Either unlike them or just, you know, fill up your recent history with stuff relevant that's on brand for you. Um, so you do want to post about eight statuses a month. So that's about um, two per week. So if you have um, something could be um, content that is relevant to you. So it could be a video and you agree or disagree with it, or you find an article and you say, wow, that's a really good point, or it could be a link to your blog and say, you know, check out this blog, or it could be a link to an award that you got, or um, the fact that you're going to a trade show coming up and you're open to taking meetings with people. Um, so those are the statuses that you can post in your feed on LinkedIn. 
Um, you do want to be po posting company news if it's relevant. Um, you do want to post insight articles or your own curated data. Um, mix up your content by testing what followers engage with the most. So it's pretty cool that you get to see numbers of how what what the total reach was for whatever it was that you shared. So I've posted an announcement before and it got over 8,000 something collective views because again, when somebody likes it, it, it shows up on their feed that they liked it. So it helps with the exposure of whatever it is. Um, so videos do well, articles do really well, um, images are good to have. So test it and see because you'll get to see the numbers what does your audience actually like? And what are they actually engaging with? What are you getting comments on? What are you getting likes on? Um, and engage with intent and purpose. So um, even when you respond to people, respond with appropriate punctuation and spelling, because again, this is a reflection of you professionally. It's not just a casual platform like a Facebook or a Twitter or an Instagram. Uh, like I mentioned, do not like or share every status. Um, have a ratio of like, comment, sharing in mind when engaging for the reasons I mentioned. Don't publish spammy content that your followers won't engage in. Um, and then don't post your content at the wrong time. So um, a lot of people probably should not be posting content on Friday night. Um, but maybe if you do international business and you have a lot of clients in Asia, maybe Sunday night is an awesome time to post. Um, especially if you're working with people in Asia or Europe, because really like Sunday night, their, their week is getting started. So that typically works well for a lot of international clients. Um, you also can see the demographic of people that exist on LinkedIn. You can see it by industry. So there's agriculture, arts, construction, consumer goods, corporate, educational, finance, government, high tech, legal, manufacturing, media, medical, nonprofit, um, so you, it's pretty evenly split. There are a lot of government people here, a lot of finance people here, um, a lot of corporate and a lot of consumer goods. Those are really hot areas on LinkedIn. Um, it is um, 467 million professionals on LinkedIn. So that's why this is such an important platform for all of you. Um, gender is 50-50. And um, the age, um, we have really, that's pretty evenly split too. Um, between really people 35 to 54, people 25 to 34, and um, people 18 to 24. So a lot of the 18 to 24 are people entering the workforce. Um, and what I really care about a lot of times is the, um, the people who are more seasoned professionals. Um, job function, you have um, people that are in operations and sales, entrepreneurs, education, business development, so again, you can see your stats on here. You can see the seniority, 43% of people on LinkedIn are decision makers. Um, so these are the people that you want. When to post and engage on LinkedIn. This is what I was mentioning, maybe like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are good days. Um, typically 8 a, uh, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. So when they're just before they start their day, they're on LinkedIn checking things out as they're maybe checking emails in the morning. Um, around noon when they might be eating lunch, and then also kind of at the end of the day to round out the day. So these are really ideal times to post and engage on LinkedIn. Um, here's what the members are actually interested in, LinkedIn members. 60% um, are interested in industry insights, 
So if you think stats, if you think um, just relevant information to whatever your industry is, and then 43% are interested in new products and services. So again, you don't want to have all of your information be pitching, 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 selling, 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 but you can kind of get an idea that this is what people are looking for. Um, so type of content. We talked a little bit about links, we talked about images, and we talked about videos. So links drive 200% more engagement. So LinkedIn overall is a, is a platform to use links in your content. And this could be article links, this could be links to a blog post, links to content that exists online. Images have a 98% higher comment rate, and then videos have a 75% higher share rate. But again, we're not talking cat videos, we're talking you know, something interesting relevant to your industry. Content calendar. This might seem like a lot of work, but it is worth it because then you can actually plan out strategically what you're going to do. Um, I actually teach a um, LinkedIn content class, or I mean a, a social media content class for Art uh, Academy of Art University. And um, people don't realize the amount of strategy that has to go into creating a content calendar because what you want to do is look at those dates. So if you look Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, what time frames, and then what type of content you're going to be posting, you want to look at, okay, when am I going to post my link? When am I going to post my video? And when do I want to post my image? And what am I going to say? And, and how am I going to find my content? And what is original content versus curated content? So this is what a content calendar can look like. Um, so you can get an idea. So Monday, we couldn't be more excited to announce XYZ, and you could put a bit.ly link, so it's a shortened link, um, and it, the type of content would be a press release, and we're going to go send that out to marketers, and we're going to post it on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, and you can see that's company slash product news uh, by, the, by the blue key code I have down there. Um, Tuesday, hot jobs. You love to be challenged by your amazing peers and clients every day, look no further for the perfect career move, and then post the job link. Um, and we're looking for user experience designers, and we want to post that on LinkedIn and Twitter. So that's uh, talent related. Wednesday, developing apps without being able to test changes to your code in real time is painful. Check out these tips on how to alleviate the pain, then put a link. So this one's a blog post, and it's part of the thought leadership strategy, and this goes out on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, next one, Thursday, calling for all Stanford techies. We will be on your campus next week. Let's talk about summer internships. Click this check-in link to pre-register. So this is event registration going out to students, and this is on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. You should probably add Instagram to this mix since that's where a lot of students are, and that would go in the event promotion category. And then Friday fun, insert um, image of the team lunch or any other catchy image online or an interesting fun fact. Um, this is going out with LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and this is just for fun. So this is how you could organize your content calendar. Um, this is what it would actually look like on a physical calendar. It's important to keep in mind what holidays are during that, um, during that week. Uh, we just had President's Day yesterday, so probably yesterday was not a great day to be posting stuff um, because a lot of people weren't working. But um, if you had something that was like, 
you know, thanks to our founding fathers or something like that, that would be fine to post there. But it's more just recognizing that day and not expecting a ton of people to engage with the content. I have so to, how to find weigh in right here. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just have to give you the testimonial. I, I You <laughs> charged us that this, like our big takeaway was to do like build a content calendar for the W source. And for me, it was super overwhelming. So if you're like me sitting out there like, <laughs> there is no way, I can barely plan my day, let alone plan my social media posts. Nucci and I spent probably two hours sitting down. And when we filled in major holidays, when we filled in some key business dates that we already knew, because we are all planners, most of us that are WSource members are way in advance, there's probably, you already know certain days. Um, when you plug in work anniversaries for your key employees, and all of a sudden, two-thirds of our posts were already pre-prescribed, and we really only had yep. to write about 15 to 20, and it's been really easy for us to go, oh, okay, we don't have anything here. Let's put something organic that just comes up during the day, or wow, this is a great article. Let's switch this out, knowing that Valentine's Day is coming up, and we this is a perfect post. So I, if you're feeling overwhelmed, don't be, and Lindsay's here to help. You have to you know, think about working with her directly, too, because by the time you sit down and fill all those dates in, you don't have that much content to write. Yeah, it's it's just a it's a planning exercise. It isn't rocket science, but your audience will wind up telling you what they like and what they don't like by how they engage. So, yeah, it's it's a really fun process. Um, trust me, it is. <laughs> so, but don't be overwhelmed by it because, um, like Hannah mentioned, it is um, once you look at your calendar, the content just starts flowing. Um, so, how to find a LinkedIn group? So this is important because this is part of your networking. So you do want to find a group that will add value to your business. Uh, you do want to be personal in the group. You do want to give recommendations and ask for strategic recommendations. Um, always stay professional in these groups and follow and respect the group rules. So each of these LinkedIn groups have their own set of rules. They could be, um, you know, no swearing and no, you know, no pitching yourself and um, has to be educational content or whatever the case may be, or, or you have to be a, you know, you have to be a realtor to be part of this group, or you have to be a certified financial planner to be part of this group. Um, don't join groups that are irrelevant to you. It will be a waste of your time and it'll be a waste to everybody else in the group. Um, and you might not even get accepted into the group. Um, you don't wanna post updates that are not of value and definitely don't be a self promoter 24-7 because you will get kicked out of the group. So this is supposed to be educational, relevant to your industry. Um, the step-by-step -step process is um, searching for a group by name. Um, so if you wanted to look up, um, like even to be a women-owned business, uh, women business certified company, that's WBENC. So to be a WBENC, you actually have to be certified and then you can join that group and you might have procurement people in there, which would be awesome. Um, or it could be a financial planning one, could be a real estate one, et cetera. Um, you can look for it by a keyword. That would be like the industry or one of the major words that you know is in it. Um, you check the work icon at the top right of your LinkedIn homepage um, and you select groups from the dropdown and um, then you can click to add to join. So usually it could happen the same day or it could be a little bit later when somebody actually adds you. Um, and then you can also say how frequently you want to 
get notifications because the email can push um, the the notification can push to your email. So for some of these groups, if you put you want to be updated with every email, you will regret it. Um, but if you are saying I want to get updated on a weekly basis and just get the high level conversations that happen, then you can kind of get a pulse on what people are talking about, and that might be happy er, like helpful for you because you are hearing what commonly asked questions are as industry trends. So that is a, a good thing to do, but again, it doesn't make sense to do it if you're in 10 groups. That's fantastic. Well, uh, thank you, Lindsay. There's a plethora of good information and I'll be putting together some key takeaways for all of us to be able to read this efficiently in a few weeks. Um, there's a couple questions that came in, but one thing I, speaking of groups, please follow us at the W Source on LinkedIn, and each chapter does have its own LinkedIn or Facebook group, whichever your group decides is more commonly used. Um, we do post a lot of information like how to register for the upcoming webinars, how to get the replay links, but also just um, information about where and what the W Source is doing, and we'd love to share your success stories. One of the things that we love um, that Lindsay really encouraged us to do was to share more photos of you. And so, um, if you have a, you know, a big award or something that your W source is doing um, and you took a picture, we'd love to share that for our content so that we can all see your bright and shiny faces. Um, so please feel free to submit a question either in the Q&A box or via chat, um, but I'll give you a couple that have come in while we wait for everybody else. The first one um, is for financial advisors specifically, we cannot do endorsements because they're considered like testimonials and that's illegal. Is sure. there a way that is that a huge downfall? What are we missing out um, in terms of the endorsement section or what are some suggestions you have otherwise? Um, are you specifically referring to recommendations? I'm sorry, yes, the recommendations section. Okay, yeah, I mean, it could be somebody who is even a vendor. Um, it could be somebody who, you know, it, it doesn't have to be like, oh, she made me this much money um, because that's the part sure. that you know, that you're not allowed to do in that industry. It's highly, highly regulated. I mean, we work a lot in the financial industry as well. So um, we're familiar with that. It could just be about how you're responsive at getting back to people, how you were, you know, you're really straightforward. You uh, do what you say that you're going to do. It can be about you personally as it could even be about you as an employee or you as a independent person or, you know, just your personality. It doesn't have to be about like, yeah, she offered me all these products and, you know, this is the one I chose and I made a lot of money from it. You, you probably specifically <laughs> don't want that one. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and or even just uh, what, I, what I did is just turn it off because I'm not attentive enough to make sure that it's the right kind of endorsement. So I just turned it off and I don't think anybody's none the wiser unless they're a super LinkedIn follower, but then they're just going to say, oh, she doesn't have that pay part on her page and um, trying to well, direct people through. You can also approve the comment. They don't just go live on your page. You always oh, have okay. the um, ability to approve it. So, um, Hannah, if you asked me for a recommendation, I could fill out a recommendation for you. It would get sent to you, and it does not publish on your page until you approve it. And if there's something on there that you can't have on your page, you could say, hey, Lindsay, um, all of it's good, except for I'm not allowed to have the sentence on it. Could you remove that sentence and resubmit it? And then you accept it. Very cool. Good to know. Um, the second one is uh, I'm pretty good at Facebook leads or following the feed on Facebook, but I'm not I don't really understand LinkedIn. Do you have any tips or tricks for being able to really glean some good information from the feed on LinkedIn? 
Yeah, on the feed on LinkedIn, I mean, it's really updates from your connections. So you can search. I mean, LinkedIn has its own library of content now. There are LinkedIn contributors. Um, so you can look for content based on industry. Um, or it's just going to be a feed just like a Facebook feed from your actual connections. Perfect. That's great. Yeah, and I think I need to go and not unfriend people, but sort of just hide some of the content and be a better job of who I want yeah. to actually read and connect with. I think I did very early on too much. Personally, I, I, I can do a better job of sort of weeding some of that stuff up. Um, yeah. Okay, here's another question. If you're working for yourself, thanks, Ashley, how do you create a LinkedIn business for your business so the business picture isn't grayed out? So is there a way you could give us a, maybe a follow-up or you can walk her through it while she's on it? Um, she's asking about her actual photo that's uploaded or the business. How do you separate a personal LinkedIn from a bank, business LinkedIn? Um, oh, so one of them is a company LinkedIn and one of them is her personally. So you still want to be able to have, and you can't set up a, um, a business LinkedIn unless you have that type of email address from that company. So like, if you are from Marketing Maven, you can't set up a Marketing Maven um, LinkedIn profile as a business unless you have, you know, Hana at marketingmaven.com. So you wouldn't be able to set that up. But if for the what she's asking, I don't completely understand the question. If it's um, like, yes, she can set up her own personal one, but the personal one has to be set up first in order to set up the business one. There, you don't have to have both of them, but you should ideally um, because it just legitimizes whatever business it is that you have. Do you know off the top of your head, or maybe you actually can connect with her directly, um, how to do, like, is there, a, where do you go into LinkedIn to start, start that business page? That's what she's saying. Is there a specific? Um, oh, yeah. It's in the, yeah, it's this company setup. So you actually go in, you set up the company page. I could walk her through it offline. Perfect. Ashley, I'll connect you guys directly. Any other questions? She says thank you. Okay. Thank you. Power of the network. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Here's a question that came in. How do you transition a promising in-mail message to an actual meeting? I feel like I get that where I said, hey, what's your best contact information? They send me their email and then it never actually comes together. I do it as quickly as possible. So, um, Usually I'll say, um, yeah, what's the best email address for you so I can follow up? And then they'll send me their email. I'll literally click on that from my phone and it'll populate an email and then I'll send an email right away and get a meeting on the phone together. Yeah, that's great. One of our other members is really big into video messages. So she's been okay. suggesting that you, you go, hey, on LinkedIn, Dear friend, you know, or dear person, nice to meet you. What's the best contact? You get their email. And then in that email, you send a, hey, nice to meet you. You know, if that's something that's really good yeah. for your sales business, that could be a really personalized way of doing it quick. The company, the company is called BombBomb. It's just one of the video okay. providers. Just an idea cool. that I've seen yeah. that people use. That's oh, very cool. A, a lot question. of times when I'm on LinkedIn, I'm, I'm at the airport, so it's noisy behind. Um, so it's perfect <laughs> to just do it in text, but I love that idea. Like if I were in a quiet office, I would, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. I asked this question. Thanks, Cindy, by the way, if you're listening. Um, and I was like, you know, I have a lot of prospects come into my office and they'll send me an email and say, Hey, I'm nice to meet you. Or I've been connected to you. 
and then I can never get an actual physical meeting. But if you could follow up with a quick video just to say, here I am, excited to meet you, blah, blah, blah. I think that's a nice way. Yeah, a lot of international people, I do that with Skype. Um, and video helps a lot just to, I mean, if you're meeting somebody for the first time, you want to know, okay, are you a real person? Do you have a real office? Like, okay, or who are you exactly? So, yeah. Yeah, it, that's great. Um, here's a great follow-up question to Ashley's question. How should my personal LinkedIn profile interact with my company page? So now you've set up your page, how do they interact? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. So um, you do want to be able to like some of the stuff that your company is doing. Of course, you're not forced to go like any company stuff, but if you actually do like it, then you can participate with that. Um, and then also you could comment on... Um, you know, on just say, oh, somebody's been with the company for 10 years. Wow, congratulations, you're such an asset. Um, we love having you or something like that. And then you could tag them too. So it is also a good tactic to tag people on LinkedIn because that can open up your network as well. That's a great idea. All right, um, what do you recommend I do if I have more than one LinkedIn profile? Uh, delete the old one that you're not using. So it, it looks really shady. So if somebody were to type in your name and then like three LinkedIn profiles pop up, one of them has your headshot and what your title is right now and at the company that you're at right now. And then two of them are like from 2009. Um, get rid of them. You can contact LinkedIn and say, those are abandoned profiles. They no longer exist. Can you please delete them? Um, because what it's going to wind up doing is actually messing up your SEO under your name. So if you type in your name on a Google search, LinkedIn always shows up. If you type in your name and you have three old profiles, then those profiles are going to show up and people aren't going to know what the first one is. And it's going to take up space on, a, on the organic part of a Google search. So it'll push any really good news about you or your company down further because it's going to, it's like a placeholder. So you want to get rid of the placeholder, um, have the real one, the real important one, the active one be listed there and then be able to show the rest of your accolades and affiliations and everything on a Google search because you get searched on LinkedIn and you get Googled. That's just what happens these days. So you want to make sure that both profiles are taken care of. Yeah, I think that's huge. It's like whether you've completely adopted social media or not, I'm I'm resistant. I, I have a hard time with it, I, but Nucci drags me along just fine. And um, I would say that no matter what you think, it's going to show up. And I think that's the important takeaway is that you do have to participate enough to get something up there so that people can get in touch with you. I think that's the purpose. Even if you're not really active on it, make sure that your profile represents you and your brand at the bare minimum. And I think Lindsay and her team can really help you do that. Well, I think that's all the questions in the time we have for today. See if I can flip over. Great. Um, like I said, Lindsay and her team have been so key on helping us just do an audit of what we're doing and really being the backstop for Nucci in terms of our communication with you guys. Um, if you want to get in touch with her directly or know more about this presentation, here's Lindsay's contact information. As I mentioned, she's a member of the Conejo Valley chapter, so you're welcome to go visit her and meet one-on-one. -on -one. Um, either you're LA or New York. I think you're probably kind of bi-coastal quite often. Is that yep. the case? And then you're uh, in yeah. shows. So. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. 
Thank you everyone for your time. Uh, this along with past episodes are available for replay at the wsource.com. You're listening to the W Wisdom Series and I hope you have a great rest of your day. And uh, thanks Lindsay so much. Thanks for having me.